Welcome to Murder in the Black with Steph and MD. Murdering the Black. It is your host, Steph. And I'm MD. And we are back for part two. Part two, guys. This this case is just so good, and we hope that you feel the same. Okay, MD, name the case. I'm putting you on the spot. Go. You are named. You are putting me on the spot. Man. Oh. Steph, I honestly, I mean, I, the lies, the, the lies, lies, the, li- I mean, candy. As a matter of fact, I feel like we just need to have a meme, candy's meme that says the lies, the lies, because the lies definitely is the prevailing theme, theme. of this case. Yeah. The precious girls, for sure. For sure. For I sure. I mean, but I still am going to put that meme up. <laughs> for sure. All right. Yo, D, take us away. So grab your coffee if it's the morning or your wine if it's the evening. But either way, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So when we left off, we were saying that the case was going cold. They couldn't put George Washington, um, you know, they couldn't definitively say that he was the person who did it. And so they were pretty much at a standstill. But... The Bradley family every year did a vigil for the girls and some media coverage was given to it in Chicago because I have to say that Chicago community showed up. The local TV outlets always showcased this case because I think because it was the largest case or the largest search in Chicago, there was so much emphasis put on it because they couldn't believe that these girls weren't found. So... A vigil happened, they, you know, let balloons go, but in May 2005, a discovery of bones were found on the south side of Chicago, about 20 minutes away from Tracy Bradley's apartment. Now, the railroad workers found bones. It was like just a lot of bones, and so they had to collect all of those bones and take those to a lab. Now, they knew for sure that it wasn't diamond just because your bones tell your age if you didn't know that so they knew by the size of the bones that it couldn't have been diamond but it could be tianda and the bradley family all reached out to their local church and they were awaiting the results because although they wanted closure they wanted to find tianda and diamond alive and you can't fault them for that they for sure didn't want them to be deceased you know there's that hope that just like lives there and it's very real it's palpable you you your your brain may be saying one thing that i believe they're probably dead but then there's that little nudge of hope that says maybe Maybe, just maybe, and it was not the bones of Tianda. We knew for sure it wasn't diamonds. So that hope that you're speaking of is still there. 
they are still hoping that they find these girls alive. Now, we continue to go on, but MD, tell us what happened to Tracy's relationship with George Washington after the girls were missing and after all that hoopla, polygraph test, all the things, did they break up? Were they done? They were not. They did not break up because, baby, she loved her son, George. And so even though her family, without a shadow of a doubt, felt like George was involved, and to what varying degree, they weren't sure, but they knew that George was involved in their hearts. It didn't matter to Tracy because Tracy wanted to be with George, and that's all really she could see. And so her and George continued a relationship and so much and so, Steph, MIB family, she got pregnant with another one, another, another one of George's children. Because even though George said, despite the DNA evidence, that Diamond was not his child, he, she was in fact his, but he got, she got pregnant with another child, and it was a boy, and they named him George Washington Jr., now, unlike Diamond, who he did not want to claim and who he did not want any parts of, he wanted to claim George Jr. Yeah, because you know how men are about these boys, right. girl. And so much and so that George filed for custody of George Jr. He flipped the script, so to speak, on Tracy, and he said, oh, okay. Not only do I want my son, but I'm going to keep my son from you. And he filed for full custody. And, drum roll please, one. One. This all happened shortly after, well, she was pregnant in 2010, gave birth in 2010. And then a year later in 2011, he gained custody. And she said that was due to her inability or inability to get fit counsel and she just didn't have the money. And she actually went on to have another child as well. Not with George Washington, thank God. Thank God not with George Washington. Gosh. So, you know, life goes on for Tracy Bradley. She's now lost three kids, right? So she lost Tianda, she lost Diamond, and now she lost, though not dead, or not missing, we should say, though not missing, George Jr. Yeah, and the episode of Disappeared that we watched, investigators are talking to her, and she says, you know, he stole everything from me. He stole my dreams. He stole my kids. He stole my life. And he effectively did. So as this is going on and she loses custody and life for Rita and Victoria, Tianda and Diamond's sisters, it moves on for them as well, but they are still missing them. And an episode of TV, TV ones find our girls or find the missing, find our missing, find our missing aired. And they were able to get a very huge hit from this episode because a woman by the name of Letitia Hicks responded to TV one 
And they reached out then to Faith, who was Tracy Bradley's family. We're just going to say the Bradley family. And she said that George Washington showed up at her house the morning that the girls were missing, I believe. The day. The day that. The day. We're not sure if it was the morning, but the day that the girls were missing. I want to say it was morning is what she said. Yeah. But we'll just say the day just to be safe. She said that he showed up to and her house. Now, she, he didn't li- she didn't live in Chicago. She lived in Indiana, which I just want to say that's always wild to me being from Texas because we just can't get up and go to another state. Listen, we can drive 12 hours <laughs> in our state and still be in our state. So when I hear people say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm in Michigan. I'm just going to hop on over to Chicago. I'm like, hop on, hop, hop. How? Okay. But, yeah, like when you are in Chicago, Indiana is just a two-hour drive. Yeah, it's just a stone throw away. So she said he showed up to her house in Indiana and he had been drinking, and he was shaking, and essentially he basically said, I did something really bad. He didn't say what it was. She said there was blood on his clothes. It was blood on his clothes. She allowed him to take a shower and redress. But when investigators get all of this information, they go and they, you know, have a sit down with her, because she kind of sent this information via Facebook to the Bradley family, so they had to go and then talk to her. But what they figured out is that the timeline didn't match up with the facts of the case. And the cell phone records. Because they were able to pull George's cell phone records. And, like, where his phone was pinging during the day of the girls went missing was in Chicago. He was in the Chicago area the entire time. But he actually was in Indiana on July 4th. But that didn't match up with what took place. Because they knew for sure that the girls... Based on everybody's account, that the girls went missing on July 7th. So, as much as they wanted to tie him to what Letitia Hicks were, was saying, they just couldn't. You have to follow the evidence. And you have to follow the timeline that everybody believes to be true, right? Right. So, this is the timeline that you're telling me existed. Then I'm, I'm, I'm lining everything up with this timeline. Yes. And during this time, I have to say that there were a lot of people in the early 2000s, late 2000s that came forward and alleged that they were Tianda because the Bradley family never stopped putting out this story. They never let up, which I just thought or I think is amazing. And and when I when we say they never it's specifically, I'm not saying Tracy didn't, but the when you go on, and you can go on right now, go on to social media and look up these girls' names, go to TikTok and look up Tianda and, and Diamond Bradley. You will find a TikTok. You will find a Facebook. And it's their niece. It's their aunts. It's their, you know, like, it's it was their grandmother. It was their, it was beyond Tracy, their mother. It was their, their family. extended family yeah. who have... To this day, never given up. Yeah, especially like Faith Bradley, Sheila, who was the great aunt, because their grandmother has since passed away. And so Sheila, who was her sister, really feels that burden to bring justice to find out what happened to her great nieces, not just for Tracy, but more so for her sister, who died of a broken heart dealing with this case. And so they had people come forward. I'm just going to quickly tell you about a couple 
Um, one situation, um, a girl, they had a Facebook page, right? When Facebook groups were in the height of their popularity, they made one for Diamond and Tianda. A person came forward and said that they were Tianda. They had a MySpace page that was linked to this message and they go to the page and you have to know that the FBI, they do age progression photos. You see them, you see them on milk cartons. <laughs> now you see them at a Walmart, you know, on the bulletin boards and they're very popular online. And they age progress, both Tianda and Diamond. And the person that sent them this link and said, this is Tianda, looked exactly or very similar to what Tianda would look like if she was older. And when Tracy saw this, you know, saw this photo on MySpace, she was convinced that this was Tianda, hands down, they found her. But, you know, you just can't go based on that, right? You know, DNA is real. It always tells the real story. And while they're venturing out to get this DNA test, a man comes forward and says that that is actually his child. So they're confused. They're like, okay. Not your child. It's my child. I'm the parent. What's going on? And he gets a DNA test proving that the person who said they were Tianda was actually his child. So the person was not Tianda. That person was in Texas. Then another person came forward and said that Diamond was in college and that they were Tianda and they had had children and they were doing well. and They were together this whole entire time. DNA test proved that that was a lie. That wasn't the truth. That, in fact, is a lie. And so, you know, I I just can't imagine the torture that the Bradley family goes through every time somebody comes forward saying that they're they're Tianda or they're Diamond or they know who this person is. But just as early as May 2023, a woman claimed to be Diamond Bradley. She went on TikTok and the person recording Kept keep saying in the background, this is Diamond Bradley. This is Diamond Bradley. She ain't lost no more. Okay. And she's like, show them your scar. Well, Diamond in her photos that you guys, I'm pretty sure you've looked it up by now. She has a, a slight scar and you really have to really look to see it. And so this girl on TikTok who was claiming to be Diamond Bradley tilts her head down and you can see this faint scar on her forehead. Now, I don't see it. I've ran that video several times, but people say they see it. Yeah, I mean, and it was faint on Diamond, too. Like, you would have to be looking for it. But whatever, you know, she claims that, you know, she's Diamond. And she said that her parents were very elusive about her beginnings. They never really gave her much detail about her childhood. And apparently she was adopted. And so all of this, in addition to the age progression photo of Diamond. Leads her to believe that she is in fact Diamond. Yes. So she goes and submits to a DNA test. The FBI, um, like, do a rapid test. And y'all, we're in 2023, and MD&I looked. There is no results, that at least that they've given, that are made public. As of September 2023, we still do not know if Diamond, this girl who claims to be Diamond, is in fact Diamond. And so actually, Tracy, her sister Faith, 
a private investigator and one of the head detectives on the case go down to Houston, Texas, because they're back in Houston. Now, you know, listen, Come on, I don't Texas. know what it is about what is Texas happening? in this case. Come on. But y'all not showed up. So they go down because they want to meet this this woman who claims that she's Diamond in person. Because for Tracy, she believes that that will then prove that this is indeed Diamond. Because she can tell who her daughter is if she meets this person. Even though she couldn't tell before. Yeah. But this time, okay? Gotta get the guy. We have to do this time. So they arrive in Houston and they find out that... This young lady does not want to meet with them. The private investigator has her on the phone, and you're able to hear live audio. So the girl is very defensive. She's like, why do you even want to meet with me without doing the DNA test first? Or without the results of the DNA. Like, let the DNA results come down. Why would you even drive down here and not have the results before you meet me? Now, she did talk to Faith. On the phone. She FaceTimed Faith. She FaceTimed Faith. So she mentions, like, I've talked to my aunt, and that's enough. But you're saying that she's your aunt. That you so, don't want to meet Tracy. That you don't want to meet Tracy. So it just really seems a little sketch. It does. Now, you know, and we don't know. But that's where we're, that's where we are as a present with this case. But new things have been uncovered about Tracy Bradley and her story of what took place on July 6th. MD, you want to tell us what happened? So, they after leaving Texas and saying, okay, well, guess that's not going to happen. Guess we're not going to meet with this diamond, this alleged diamond. The investigators, because, and I want to plug real quick, and I, I don't know the name, Steph, you may know it, the podcast. There is a podcast out that goes, is is by one, the, one of the detectives that was on this case, and she has a podcast that will give you an extensive detailed. I mean, we're trying to give you as much as we can give you and as much as we've researched and we've listened to that podcast and we've watched several documentaries and we have done our own, you know, just digging ourselves. But if you just want a one-stop shop of like every single piece, every like more in summary of every single story and fact in this case we want to point you there and the, the detectives uh podcast Steph, do you know the name of it the name of the podcast is disappeared the bradley sisters and it is a id podcast right and so this detective she has you know just vowed to herself that she wants to really run this case as as much as she can run Go back through, have her friends that are, you know, investigators look at it with new eyes, like all of this stuff. And so that's what they're doing. And in doing that, they uncover phone records that suggest that Tracy's initial story is false. Now, what they find is that there are phone calls that were placed from George's phone to Tracy's phone the night of July 5th. July 5th. Like the early morning of July 5th. Think 2 o'clock. In the morning. Mm -hmm. Really? No, that would be July 6th. 2 o'clock in the morning would be July 6th. But basically, based on these phone records, they're able to say that, okay, no, 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 no. 
Tracy, you were not at your home on July 5th. And so when they approached Tracy with this information and these, this evidence that shows that, no, 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 you weren't there. Initially, she, she's like, no, yes, I was. Yes, I was. And then she caves and she says, yeah, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to come forward with that because it was already bad enough that I had left them for a few hours on July the 6th. If people knew or the police had known that I really left them the evening of July 5th into the morning of July 6th, then, then, then I really would have probably gone to jail. I probably would have got arrested. And so now the timeline changes. Now, the last time she's claiming that she saw the girls was the evening of July the 5th. That the girls, Tianda and Diamond, were at home the evening of July 5th by themselves. And that she was staying with George at his house that evening. That they woke up the next morning and that he took her to work. And so, in fact, she had not seen her girls for an extremely long time. She had went to work. She still hadn't seen them. She, she left them, spent the night, and went to work and still hadn't seen them. And so now that just it basically opens this whole case wide open because now we can no longer trust the timeline that the detectives and the Chicago PD have been going on for years every all the evidence and everything that they're using to back up and support people's story and their alibi and where you are and I'm looking at George's phone records to see where he was during this time now all that stuff goes out the window now all that stuff is no longer valid it's void and we got to start from scratch yeah I mean this is where we are in this case and that detective's name is Pam Childs and she works very closely with Detective Hall who was the person who reanalyzed those hairs that were found in the trunk of George Washington's car. So this is where we stand as of 2023 in the Bradley sisters case. They have not been found. It's been over 20 years and sadly these girls have not been found and and we really investigators are really kind of having to start all over and reanalyze everything that they believe to be true on July 6, 2001. Because now when you catch somebody alive this many years later, everything else that that person said gets called into question. Do I believe anything that you're saying at this point? Because what we do know is that July 4th, the girls, and by the girls I'm talking about Victoria and Rita, went to their grandmother's house. And Tianda and Diamond, they did not. What happened after that? Well, we don't really know. 
So just to kind of double back and talk about some things that we didn't circle back to in last week's episode, but it's important that we talk about it now, is that voicemail that we referred back to and said that only family members heard that voicemail. Detective Hall heard this information from Pam Childs, and he said, well, I have told everybody in that family And I'll say it again, that I will fly anywhere, go anywhere on my own dime, bring the best tech guy that I have to retrieve that voicemail. And when Pam Childs confronted Aunt Sheila with this information, Sheila said, well, I can't. I I can't. I, I am scared that if I... Go back to this email. One, I don't have the password for the email. And then even if I do gain access to the email that I sent it to, I'm afraid that the file is corrupted and that something has happened to it. So that's where we are with that voicemail. Because I think you have to be able to analyze that voicemail. I think that voicemail says a lot too, right? So um, Because one of the things that Steph mentioned in our subscription platform and on our last week's on last week's uh, episode is that police bring you back in for questioning over and over and over again because your mind forgets details. Well, it's been 20 something years. What does the voicemail actually say? You may think you know what the voicemail said, but do you really know what the voicemail said? And 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 us being able to analyze that voicemail, listen to that voicemail, not only are we listening to what Tianda said, but we're also listening for the background noises. Was anybody else in the house? How did she sound when she was leaving this voicemail? Was she under stress? Was she happy? Was she giggling? Was she sad? Was she crying? What it was diamond in the background? Like was she in the house? Was she out of the house? Like, what was trans... It's so much stuff that, like, you and I, as just a regular listener to a voicemail, may not pick up on that a seasoned investigator could possibly pick up on. And so that's why that voicemail is so crucial. And one of the one of the sources that I, I researched, she made mention that she doesn't believe that Sheila really recorded this voicemail i mean we, we got a table there for takeaway okay but 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 i think that it's important to know that that's inaccurate right that it, she her point is that she didn't think that that was even we were even phones were even capable of doing those kinds of recordings but steph was able to uncover that there was capability that 2000 in 2001 phone cell phones did have some cell phones did have the capability of conducting audio recordings. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, like Steph said, it's possible that it was recorded. But why does Sheila not want to let it, to let the investigator come out and try to get it, gain access to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheila, Sheila, as the facts remain, Sheila does not want to give investigators um that information even the tech guys who specialize in it so interesting but those are the bare facts as they are without any of our opinions and let's go ahead and slide into our takeaways so that we can tell you our opinions (laughs) 
Yeah, so I, I think that the bulk of this this episode is going to be our opinions, obviously. And so it's really kind of going to look different than our normal takeaway. Because really, I just want, I just feel like this case has so many questions that are left unanswered. But I think I am just furious with Tracy. Because as a mother, we make mistakes. We're not perfect. We do things that we look back and we're like, why did I do that? Or that was probably not the best thing. And, and like I tell my children, some mistakes you're able to get away and there's, no, there, there's minimal to no consequence to that mistake. And then some mistakes you make and you recognize it. You have a, a whirlwind of consequences that, that, that come as a result of that mistake. And so here we are and Tracy... leaves her kids at the house unattended and it proves to be a fatal mistake right proves to be detrimental a huge consequence and I can honestly get jiggy with it I can honestly like offer apologies or forgiveness to her for that not that she's looking to me for forgiveness but I can extend some grace to her on that but what I am struggling with is her seemingly inability to be supportive of what Chicago PD is doing to find her girls. It just seems so odd to me that she shuts down, that she lies, that she does not offer the type of help necessary to really do whatever. And I get it. You don't want to get, you don't want to be found guilty of neglect. You don't, you're scared for your other two girls. You don't want, I get all of that, but it makes me recount uh, a true crime story that we're probably all familiar with the Jean Bonnet story. And at one point they, the, the police in that, that story were pointing their fingers and everything at the parents and they were saying that the mom and the dad were involved and they just knew without a shadow of a doubt that the mom and the dad were involved and I specifically remember because God bless her soul she's she's no longer here the mother of Jean Benet an interview she did and she said listen I don't care you can point your fingers at me you can say I did it you can take me to jail all I want is for you to find my daughter and as a mother I can relate to that so so clearly so passionately because yeah, I don't want to go to jail, but I'd rather be in jail and my children are found. I'd rather be in jail and my kids are safe. That I'd rather be in jail because truthfully, being without my children is a bondage. It is a jail. It is a lack of freedom in and of itself. And so I just can't wrap my brain around it. And it just infuriates me because now it was one detective that said on the show and he was i think detective hall he's the one that revived it kind of started you know got the got the hairs tested and he was like when letitia hicks came forward he was like i wish we had looked closer at her knowing what we know now but because they were basing the evidence on the timeline what she said didn't line up because he's pinging in chicago on july the 6th well, what if the girls were killed on July the 5th? I mean, what if they were abducted on July the 4th? 
I mean, we just don't know. And because Tracy is not being forthcoming or hasn't been, now everything she says subsequently too is shady. And it's unbelievable. And I'm looking at you like, listen, I, I trust you as much as I can throw you and I can't pick you up. So what, what, what do we do with what you're saying? And it just, it, it makes the whole investigation just a, a wash and we got to start over. And it's frustrating because you got two girls that are just, their story is left untold. And so that, that's my, you know, I think at the end of the day, Steph, and I'm going to let you go. I believe, I don't believe Tracy did it. I, I don't, in my heart, I don't think she did anything to her girls. But I think she knows something. I don't know what she knows. But I think she knows something. And even watching her on the disappearance documentary on the ID channel. Her unease about certain, it's just she's not comfortable. And you can just tell there's just, it's something off. Now, I, I, I'm with her family. I think George... I believe in my heart, I think George did something. I think George did something to those girls. What he did, I don't know, but that's what I think took place. It is based on the evidence that we have, or that, that we have, like I have the evidence, based on the evidence that Chicago PD has and has revealed to the public, it is likely that somebody knew them, abducted them, not some stranger. And so based on that, who are we looking at? It's a small, we have now taken a population of millions of people and we have narrowed it down to like a very small percentage of people. And his, the likelihood that he did something, well, it's looking real great. What you got, Steph? Yeah, I mean, I can agree. I mean, let me just co-sign on the dotted line. You know what I'm saying? I definitely agree with everything you said. I, this case definitely... Uh, I could have burned a hole in my carpet as far as much as I walked around uh, watching, listening, uh, listening to the articles, watching the documentaries, reading the articles, I should say, Um, because it just infuriated me because um, just as another human being, let alone a mother, it just, you would think that she would be forthcoming and she wasn't. And um, while I can understand and somewhat appreciate you being scared, it just is, it's a disadvantage to your children because the community that rallied around, it reminds me of the case of old girl who literally used all of Alabama's resources to find her. And she literally like went away on her own when the police don't have the facts and they're looking for you like it's just not fair to the people who are looking for you it's not fair to the kids involved so i co-sign everything you say but honestly my my biggest takeaway is you know you have to what i the other the other conclusion that i drew was you know she really loved that man if there was anything I was sure of watching that documentary, I wasn't sure about anything else, but I was sure that Tracy Bradley was in love with George Washington. Say that. And she would do, the impression I got is that she would do 
anything to keep that man in her life. And I think that is proven through her having another child by this man. Despite everything that he did, she had another child. And Tracy herself said that she believes that George Washington did something to her girls. All that to say, we should not love a man, husband, side man, you know, anybody. Whatever man. Whatever man. We should not be loving them more than we love our children. Our children do not ask to be on this earth. And we have a responsibility to take care of them. And any man that you're dating who is not showing interest in your kids or their kid that they have had with you says mounds. And for that, those children were cheated out of life. They were cheated out of a good life, attention, everything that a child should have in this life, they were neglected, period. By my, by, by Steph's definition, they were neglected. And I just think that it's unfortunate, but we don't know We'll never know what really happened to those girls. And justice literally is in the hands of Jesus Christ. Because George Washington, he's not forthcoming either. Because he didn't give up that little that little nugget, that little detail that we just uncovered in 2023. He didn't say anything about that either. Like he knew that he didn't spend the night exactly. over her house. But he didn't he corroborated that at the time that they brought him in. He didn't he didn't tell them that's not true she slept at my house he didn't reveal that so that says that he's lying too which makes me believe that they're that they something happened something happened something took place that we don't know and i feel so bad for the entire bradley family yes even tracy too because she knows and she gonna have to live with that if she did have something to do with the disappearance of her children but Rita and Victoria, they were, especially Victoria, she was just brought to tears. She did not even want to think because Pam Childs asked her at the end of the documentary, what do you think happened to your sisters? And Victoria broke down and said, I just don't want to allow myself to think about their end. I just, because in her heart, she, she believes her, her sisters are deceased. And Rita couldn't even talk. Like, you didn't even really get Rita's. They basically just said, we believe George Washington did something to them. And Tracy went on to have George Washington Jr. And she also went on to have another child. And it just seemed like between Rita and Victoria, they didn't have much contact with either of those children until they grew up. And they both said that they had to tell those children now young adults that they had two other sisters because Tracy never mentioned to them that they had Tianda and Diamond and even though they're missing that's still their sister and they had to explain that whole entire situation to them and I think that says something too without saying something right so you guys definitely have to drop in the poll and let us know what you think. Vote in that poll. And then more importantly, tell us what you think about this case. Tell us what you thought. 
in the first part versus what you thought in the second part that will all be available to you and for you because we want to hear from you make sure that you are participating in the paid subscription we drop new episodes on there weekly so you can go and check that out but we have another true crime case next week y'all we're gonna be digging right on in so make sure you share if you care this episode with friends and family and until next time this is murder in the blood bye